Hey, awesome nerds, and welcome to another episode of D&D and TV, a weekly podcast where we rewatch and recap shows that we really enjoy and talk about how the themes, concept, and characters could be used in different role-playing games. I am your host, Jeremy, and I am joined by my friend, Nina. Hey, Nina. Uh, g'day. Hello. Hi. Sorry. It just I almost rudely interrupted your intro there because I wanted to say the the musical introduction to this podcast is wow. It really gets you in the in yeah. the in the in the mood. It's very you know passionate and loud, and I like it. It's very cool. It is. It's very uh, very had, horror inspired. Yeah, I uh, only got to listen to it um, this week, so it was uh, exciting. It was a good time. Um, Does that yes, mean you have not we... listened to this podcast before? <laughs> Before you I, were on look, it, you did not listen to this podcast. I see. I see how it is. It's, I, not, it's fine. I, it's fine. I have. I, okay. No, there. Are, I have, but I, I missed the intro, I guess. That is fair. I just you skip, never Most people skip it. intros. I, just to get to the good stuff, you know, the good quality yeah. content, which well, we if, are now here creating. If people um, are interested in the intro, <laughs> it's uh, it's in the show notes, but it's uh, made, it by, made by Astro Freck on uh, Pixabay. Oh. Uh, it's, oh, oh, heck yeah. Some, yeah, there's some really, really cool um, other stuff that they've done that you can you can check awesome. out. It's mainly just you know stock sounds, but yeah, really cool things. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, uh, okay. but we we will get into today's episode because it may be one that we don't enjoy as much. Uh, we are talking about oh, Star Trek: yeah. The Next Generation, one of the classic Star Trek shows, I would say, easily now, and we are talking about yeah. We are talking about episode oh. three of season one, Code of Honor, which was directed by Russ Mabry uh, with an uncredited direction by Les Landau. And it was written by Catherine Powers and Michael Barron. Uh, this is the episode yes. where the leader of an alien culture takes a romantic interest in Lieutenant Yar and claims her for his own to the dismay of his wife. And how dismayed we all are at this episode. It's like yeah. one of the most notable cringe like problematic mm-hmm. episodes of Star Trek Next Generation. And honestly, like I I am I, I am bewildered at how Next Gen continued on after like these first few episodes. Like how how they survived, we will never know. But this is one of those episodes that just sort of plummeted them <laughs> in the ratings, apparently as well. Like nobody liked mm. it. Like even Jonathan Jonathan Frakes and um I think Marina Citrus. Uh yeah. Yeah, can't watch and, and Denise Cobb Crosby can't watch this episode. It's it's oh, not it's, great, everybody. It's, it's so not bad. Good. <laughs> it's so bad. I looking at the um, just the ratings on IMDb, like the the user scores and all the others are like six, six, seven. You know, ratings. This one drops down to five point two. Uh, yeah, it's just it's yeah. bad. It's. Um, I think you know with the misogyny, misogyny. And the racism, mm-hmm. you know, and sexism and, and character assassination, you know, all that mm-hmm. thrown together in a pot kind of is basically the uh, the main pillars of this episode. Like, it's not great, everybody, really. I, which is, when I tell people to... <laughs> which, oh, sorry, you go, Jeremy. It's kind of disappointing because the plot isn't bad. I mean, it's, just it's the not way great. It's, present- it's not great, but it's like a lot of the... <laughs> like, it could be salvageable. Yeah. It's yeah, just, without the misogyny, just, racism. Yeah, and without characters. the misogyny, and like you get rid of the racism because the racism is very much about the appearance of it. It's like the yeah. the idea of the culture that has these values is not inherently racist, but well, no, but it's based on those stereotypes where like yes. it's basically yeah. So so yeah, the, it's it's like it's basing a whole kind of 
race of a <laughs> of one uh, basic stereotype yeah and so and you get that a lot in sci-fi writing like and, mm. and you know just sci-fi in general i do and i i understand and we'll see that again in later episodes of star trek unfortunately that doesn't go away you know <laughs> but it's not Ever. as blatantly used as it is in this episode and i think this is something that unfortunately was sort of uh result of some behind the scenes stuff which i was we i, I was mentioning to jeremy before um that oh and i'll mention here too because it's uh it's it, i just wanted to figure out so i did a little bit of a deep dive because i wanted to figure mm. out like how did this happen like how what was the behind the scenes of this episode like how did this episode even get aired because even in the 80s mm. like people were calling it out for being like oh you know racist and using these tropes so um apparently gene oh and, okay so gene roddenberry and i'm not sure if we mentioned this in the last couple of episodes we've done but he was a bit of a prick uh and yep. kind of hard to work with uh for star trek next gen um and and a lot of that is i, I guess because he, he was cut out of the um, original series movies that were happening around yeah. the same time yeah. and i guess he wanted more you know complete control over this new series so he would like cut writers out halfway through a show and bring in new ones and he would just be taking scripts and rewriting them completely so uh, apparently it wasn't a great experience for some of the actors and some of the people working with him but in particular this uh this episode has um has some interesting uh points because the director was uh fired halfway through production uh ross mayberry which is why I guess the um, the assistant director was sort of not was he credited? Did you say or there no? Was he's a, not a credited. Credit? The the episode goes out under Russ Mayberry's name, uh, and Les yeah. Lando's one that I think everyone kind of knew directed it. Right. So and, Russ Mayberry, yeah, he um, uh, apparently was made <laughs> made some interesting choices in the in the casting of this particular episode. So it wasn't actually written in the script for there to be a cast of uh, black actors. It was a decision he made. Um, and basically, uh, after he was fired, it came out that he was just a bit of an anti-black racist fuck wow. <laughs> and general bigot shit. So, uh, so that's kind of how that came apart. I mean, well, that's how that kind of came to be. Yeah. Um, and, that explains a lot. And yeah, so it does. And, and, it, and it, it, it it also kind of explains like why we yeah why why this happened why we why they're even a part of the uh star trek uh, next gen oh star trek universe like it's just now there's a, a, a whole race of of these yep it's just it's just it, weird it's a thing and <laughs> it's a thing it's a thing and um we have russ mayberry to think so thank you russ mayberry but don't not thank you we don't like you please never come back and um i think that was one of the good i guess the departures that we get from star trek next gen or, or gene ronberry possibly had a hand in that but we don't know but anyway a another interesting factor is that the it was also written or um edited by so the original script was edited by uh, Catherine Powers, who mm -hmm. uh, was has also written an episode for Stargate called mm -hmm. Emancipation, which I think is also renownedly known as a sort of uh, sexist kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's it's pretty close to this up. episode, honestly. Yeah, um, some similar themes of you know white woman gets stolen by you know a local tribe and. Mm -hmm because reasons and fetishism and it's like mm, okay cool thanks Catherine thanks I'm, thanks for that <laughs> I'm sensing a trend in Catherine's writing style it's like is this just some sort of yeah. issues that she's working out through for herself or well it's just these two like it's just the two things she happened to work on happened to have this like 
you know, yeah, a woman gets stolen and for sexy reasons. And then, you know, yeah, she falls in love with her captor. And it's like, oh, man, dude, I don't know. Maybe your calling wasn't writing for sci-fi. Maybe you should have, like, stuck to weird, like, I don't know, romance books from the 60s and, and, and left it there because this is this is weird, my, my guy. This is weird, babe. I mean, look, looking at her credits, <laughs> she's written a lot of other really good stuff, like really good sci-fi episodes. She did a lot of work on Stargate after that. And like Logan's Run, and um, well, just general stuff. Did she work on Logan's Run? Really? Yeah. Well, on the on the wow. TV series, obviously. Um, oh, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. But okay, yeah, cool. did some well, Space yeah, maybe... Nine, but a lot of a lot of episodes of SG One and good episodes. It's just this one was not great. I'm wondering whether she had this one as let's get into Star Trek and then got the job on Stargate. But well, I can just kind of rewrite the episode I've already done and, um, yeah. and change it a little bit. Take notes. Yeah. <laughs> just like take what I take what we had and maybe up the ante a bit. Because I think it was made. The Stargate episode was later. It was like in the oh, 90s, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it would have been yeah. at least 10 years later, maybe even 12 yeah wow okay yeah but look having those themes and also like the some choices made on the casting kind of resulted in this episode where we get not only like extreme sexism and like mm-hmm. misogyny but we also get like racism and uh, well it, you know it, it it is like uncomfortable to watch because it is kind of problematic and even like i'm just yeah it still shocks me that like it even was made in the 80s because yeah. like people definitely would have been calling it out and being like this isn't cool guys what the fuck <laughs> like, like today, <laughs> why are we making if- like the primitive race like all black <laughs> and why are we having them be yeah so i don't know misogynistic and shit it's just yeah it's a bit it's a bit on the nose and a bit fucked up but yeah, yeah I, so that's that's this episode that's code of honor so using it using yeah. racism well, do we in D&D. Even need to- <laughs> i mean do we need to talk about it now we've kind of made all the same points uh i mean no, i don't yeah, think we need yeah. to go over it in the episode i think we've established that it's just not great overall and we're not going to yeah. brush over and forgive any of it it's like it's a thing that no. exists um and yeah. a lot of i think it's a good example of when look bringing it back to D and role playing games when you've had an idea for a, a race for an adventure or something and you don't mean for it to come out racist but it kind of does and that mm-hmm. may just be because of what you're drawing on and not really taking in the this is something particularly for white people like myself um white guys i should say that because of the lack of lived experience and the lack of general knowledge about world building about um whatever the the subject you're drawing from can be you can unintentionally be offensive and i think yeah certainly yeah. russ mayberry was intentionally being offensive this seems like the mo i feel that combining the story with that with other elements going on it just made this perfect storm of this is just an offensive episode out of mm-hmm. the gate but it wasn't designed to be that way and it's just something, yeah. just something to keep in mind. It's like, okay, this seems like really cool. Maybe we thought, think about the implications of what that means. Exactly. Exactly. Because like we all, like none of us live in a vacuum. Like we're all taking bits and pieces from our own lived in experiences, but like also keeping that in mind when we write or keeping that in mind when we play particular like characters and games and mm. making sure we don't, or, or, you know, trying to fall less <laughs> into stereotypes and more into um, particular experiences where the character I think is really 
is really something to sort of oh I use this I guess example as something not to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we don't you know create the perfect storm of racism and, and misogyny but uh but yeah yeah so, yeah uh, I was I was definitely also, finding difficulty finding something to bring into an RPG and a, using it as a warning of what not to do is also a um <laughs> is something that can be done Agreed. Okay, I know. I think it's a good place to do. Oh, start anyway. But yeah, yeah. Uh, just while we're on the topic of yeah. of race and stuff, um, I just wanted to bring up. Uh, I think in the maybe the last, well, not the last episode, but the, maybe the first episode when we were referred. Oh, I think I might have slipped up and referred to Jordi as either African American, um, or, or maybe I did. Uh, yeah. Or. One yeah, but I just, yeah, look, one of us did. And I just wanted to point out that I think that might have slipped up the term. I think black and African-American aren't always interchangeable because African-American was yeah typically used to refer to uh, like descendants of people from Africa who were enslaved. And some people prefer the term um, black because uh, they don't identify as African or American hmm. um, or because they, they can't train their lineage back to Africa or because being black isn't just about race. This entire it's an entire culture so i just wanted to bring that up and say sorry but i, I think for a general term I'll, I'll i'll probably just be using black because i feel like that's yeah. that that probably fits better but yeah if anybody has any comments please reach out and let us know please do uh, but yeah, yes, that, we appreciate it yeah and we will yeah, be trying sure. to change and, and apologize if we've uh if we've gone wrong um yeah, yeah, yeah and definitely we will look into major character major actors like lavar bird and see what they prefer and, and use that. Yeah, like African-American or black term, and we'll use that for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, okay, cool. So, so with all of that it. out of the way, let's dive into <laughs> this episode. And sure, yeah. okay, great. Um, if anybody hasn't watched Next Gen um, and they're intending to, I would say like maybe give this episode a listen like listen to us maybe talking yeah. about it first just so you get the idea I, I feel like you could possibly skip watching if you want it this is but, one uh, good thing about next gen that i find that you can kind of skip episodes sometimes because they're not going to really delve into what the character is it's like unless it's a particularly good one sometimes it just does nothing for the plot the beyond fill the hours before the next episode yeah like filler episodes for sure yeah. where you get like you know you, you don't have the general overarching plot doesn't really tie in until you get to sort of like you know season enders or like mm. or, or or some big you know double episode thing with the you know bog that come happens a little bit a little bit later or yeah, yeah. It's, it's easy it's easy to do you can sort of even skip a whole season if you want to skip this season i mean yeah. that's something i recommend it to people who because i mean like I, I have friends who haven't watched next gen and you try and get them to watch and like any you know good tv watcher you think oh i'll start at the beginning of the season like whole series and uh this is one of the circumstances i think is probably not uh, the smartest place to start but I, i'm said, a completionist i feel that you need to suffer through the bad so you appreciate the good more i know but 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 if you if you if you can last that long i mean not not everyone has your stamina jeremy you, that's true I, most people don't do this for a living so <laughs> yeah you yeah. can't really sometimes you just can't push through the awkward but in this that's case true. you have that's us there's a, so there's a lot of shows that i've been really enjoying and they get to a point about midway i'm like you know what i can't anymore i can't it's just yeah. too offensive game of thrones was one of those to tell the truth um don't um, even just... get me started i can't oh my yeah. god <laughs> game of thrones i am a huge um, song of ice and fire uh fan of the books so like huge george R. R. Martin fan 
hated the show. I hate what they did to the characters. We can't even talk. We can't even mention it, Jeremy. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. Okay, we're done. Gonna we're done. We're back. Tangent. We're back to next gen. We're back to next gen. We'll talk about Code of Honor, which is apparently more more palatable than um, than Game of Thrones right now. So we get our so lovely. It's okay. We get our um, nice little, I guess, book ending um, of the the star day, the star log. Is it star log? Captain's log. Mm. There we go. The Picard's telling us about. I do love this as a tool of refreshing us for not only what has happened before, if um, like as a recap for adventurers, but also what you might be able to expect coming up. Like um, it's a a great way for the the dungeon master to say, you have been traveling for six days and you are now in this town and you have a job that you need to go and do this. And you don't have to, you don't always have to role play the actual uh, getting the job, which can be fun. I certainly enjoy it. But it's a good way of just going, you're at the door of a dungeon. You need to find this thing. In you go. And that's yeah, kind of what these setups are for the captain's log. For sure. Yeah, like I love it. It's just sort of like going over everything that's just happened. And it's a really good way to update everybody on, on yeah, exactly, exactly what's mm. going on. So I, I love it when it's used that way. I hate it when you then see it used incorrectly and you have it be just a repeat of what is ha- has already happened. Like it doesn't afford anything to the audience. And I, and I don't think it would be a useful thing to do in, a, in an RPG com- no. campaign. And I think it happens in this episode as well. I think Riker has his... The supplemental logs. Yeah, I, I can see why they yeah. do it because every time it happens, it usually happens just after an ad break. And it's very oh, clearly, see, you've just watched five minutes of ads. So now we're going to refresh you on what's happening. Or if you've come in halfway through, we'll refresh you on what's happening. Right, right. Okay, see that? Yeah, that's logical and makes sense, I guess, in a TV yeah. episode watching kind of way. Hey, for Netflix. Okay, so yes, we we are on the USS Enterprise D and yes. traveling to Ligon Two. Ligon um, Two, Ligon? because uh, they yes. have Ligon Two. They've got a um, vaccine which is needed for the Ungali. Like, there's a station or something that's suffering from the Ungali's plague or the Ungali's fever. Is Ungali's and Killy? It's it's yeah. I don't that's, that sounds right. That sounds fine. <laughs> I didn't have oh, the no. subtitles on for this episode, so I just like kind of took a stab at most of the words. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, the the Ligon, Ligonians uh, have a vaccine for yes. it. They don't have space travel, so they're pointing out that while they are aware of other na- other civilizations in the stars, they don't actually go very far yet. Um, and they're meeting with a leader. I think they don't say even say who it was. They're just meeting with a delegation. But what I particularly like is that as we learn about their culture, we get the exposition elevator. Oh, that's right. This is the first instance of exposition elevator with Picard and, and Troy and Riker, I think, in the elevator. Yeah, yeah, they're on in their the way elevator. to greet the Lagunians. As they're yep. explaining, uh, which means they get to play the yep. jingle. <laughs> okay, do it. Do it, Jeremy. I've been waiting. Exposition elevator. What you learn here, you'll use later. Well, if you want to explain how you hooked up with a waiter, or go over again why your best friend is a traitor, what you're gonna need? Exposition elevator. Yeah. That was amazing. That was incredible. That was some like high performance. Uh, yeah, singing on behalf of Jeremy. I'm into that. Wow. Uh, it's you. not just me singing. It's me doing all the, the notes and stuff as well. All the other beats. Brilliant. Wow. Yeah. That was the amazing. Jo- the joys of like, playing. Yeah, Riker would be. <laughs> Riker oh, Riker would be, proud, would be super uh, into that. 
Oh, hell yes. That jazz. That's applause. I hope there's a lot more Riker in an elevator giving exposition just so it is appropriate. Anyway, um, we learn in the exposition elevator, we learn that the Ligonian culture is um, sort of like Earth, which is kind of the, um, that's it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It's like it's very, kind of they're like very Earth. similar. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of all they say is that they're, oh, not all they say, but like they're, they're similar, but very based on honor. And they say honor yes. about 20 times in this episode. It's code of honor. <laughs> code of honor. It's their honor. They're very honor. Code yeah, like they, they refuse to use the um, the Enterprise's transporter. Yeah, uh, because yeah, they're because like, no, no, we against... will use our transporter. Mm. They're uh, they're a little uh, little shy on the on the sharing of things. Well, the... I'm I'm wondering because of the way it pans out, um, there may be more ult- more ulterior motives for using their transporter and not having, you know, the Enterprise being able to lock onto them whenever it wants. Ah, yeah. Okay, that 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 makes sense. Then I think about it. Um, yeah. Be- because uh, yeah, because reasons, reasons yeah. that we'll get into. But yes, which we'll get they, into very quickly. They... <laughs> <laughs> but, I love that my notes yes, here well, are the racist episode. Great. <laughs> I know. I've got the same. I, unfortunately, like I'm kind of lacking on notes for this one, apart from like the reasons why it's, or not why explaining as to why it's racist, but like how it came to be this yeah. like episode, well, and when, less about like what actually happens. Just they, that moment, my note that's, was they say honor fair. a lot, and then and then nose diving about twenty minutes in, <laughs> and then character assassination of, of Tasha Yar. Sorry, sorry, oh I don't actually God, know Tasha. where we are. No, no, we're still in like the first Tasha, scene with even... uh, the Ligonian yeah. delegation hasn't even shown up yet. They do, and. Almost already. I think this is when I made the note of the racist episode because everyone here looks like they're an extra from the Eddie Murphy film Coming to America and it's not in a good Uh, way. No, not in a culturally appropriate way at all. It's like, let's just just drag all the Swana, Southwest Asia, North Africa tropes and like jam it into one car in one um, design team and it's not, it's not good. But we're introduced to a couple of characters. (laughs) This is yes. We we we've we've dealt with this. I think. I think we just deal with the plot right now. So, um, <laughs> our main our main antagonist, I guess, for this episode is going to be Lutan, uh, who is Lutan. The, the leader of the Ligonians. Yes. Well, certainly the person doing all the the dealing with them. And then he has his aide de camp or second in command, Hogan. Which is it? Hogan. 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 I I think. I, I can't remember. I know. I know. Lutan is played by Jesse Lawrence Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Um, who are they? looked up uh, into and um but i can't remember who played i didn't look up uh, who played Ho- hogar or Ho- Ho- hogar sorry hagon uh, hey it was it was julian christopher um but he's julian credited as okay. uh, james lewis watkins in this episode oh okay awesome yeah um, uh, which is yes. usual i'm guessing it's just like a, a sag thing yeah yeah um so, anyway we're introduced to them and Lutan yes. is is surprised that Yar is the security officer because she is a woman. Yeah, fuck um, is blown off his. Yeah, it has no idea. It's totally shook. Totally shook that she would even dare be <laughs> dare be a woman yeah, and um, in in charge and in existing. Uh, yeah. But when when um, Hagon mentions that she's a woman, she just flips him, flips him for real. 
Oh, hell yeah. Well, he comes up trying to be like, um, yo, let me give you this thing. Like, wasn't he giving something? Yeah, to, he was like, here is the uh, thing, Picard. And he's, she's like, no, 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 no. You don't do that. You don't charge yeah. my captain that way. There is procedures. And she's like, you know, making sure that like Picard doesn't get like hassled or anything given to him that he doesn't, you know, shouldn't have like that might explode in his face. She's just yeah. doing her job. And then like, yeah, but like, you know, uh, what's his face comes up to her and is like, um, no, bitch. Hang on. And she just flips him and it's, yeah, the, you know, beautiful, beautifully structured. <laughs> it's, it's a nice flip. It's good. It's a, definitely not a stunt double. She's uh, she's doing yeah. her own flips, Denise Crosby. She's uh, she's good. She's cool. There's a um, nice little moment yeah. where um, Troy kind of, it, it sets up how everything's going to have to go for the episode because Troy kind of comes over to Picard and says, you should not apologize for what Yar just did because it would seem yeah. like, like we're weak. weak. It's like no, no. They're gonna yeah. respect that. Yeah. So it, it is. It is cool because it, it does give like it does give a good insight to oh okay this is a, another part of Troy's job. She's also like um, a delegated in battle, like trying to uh, trying to like help these two kind of like culturally different groups sort of you know communicate with each other more efficiently. It feels yeah. like she's done her homework a lot more than Picard has on this one, which well, is interesting. Well, I think she has the benefit of being an empath. Like yeah, when when she sees like yeah flip this dude she can sense what's oh. what's coming off the other people they're not shocked they're like oh wow that's cool yeah so she's got that added benefit but also that's kind of what she does on the ship she's meant to know about the other cultures Picard's just there to drive and like make the decisions yeah. but but I think yeah also Picard like knowing Picard is this sort of like anthropologically interested like mm. you know guy like he's super also just interesting like the nerd he is like i feel like he would <laughs> no <laughs> he's a super nerd he would have known a little bit more but anyway that's just a, a nitpick on my end I'm, I'm i'm pulling straws at this point but yes yeah so uh, um now that now that picard kind of knows how to to act around them he invites them to be entertained um uh, entertain on the enterprise like come we will show you our crew our, our stuff and hopefully we'll be able to work out a deal with for the vaccine uh and after yes. they after they leave, we get this moment of Lutan forgiving Hargon and being like, it's fine. These Starfleet people are just aliens. They don't respect us properly. Uh, but maybe that female is exactly what I'll need. Ha ha ha. I am definitely yep. evil. Bum, bum, bum. This vaccine sample is a gift of life and we are honored at receiving it. Would you do us the additional honor now of letting us entertain Yes, yes, please prepare it. We shall join you shortly. I ask forgiveness. They are strange alien things. You bear no fault. But the female may be exactly what I have needed. such a weird little side away to the camera as well because it's oh, like no. they've just gone like the, the the crew's just gone up ahead just to be like okay we'll lead the way and then like <laughs> and then, yeah well i yeah, guess you'll follow us yep and then hang on just because i'm sorry maybe you know luton and then luton's like forget it but that bitch oof let's uh let's do something about yeah, her we're gonna need her like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> credits opening yep and that's the credits and that's yeah. the opening that's what we get guys that's what we get everyone is uh that's our cold open <laughs> yep um, we're half an hour yeah, into recording and, and uh, we just hit the cold open. Uh, I know. I <laughs> we know. had a lot to talk about. We had a lot to talk about. 
We did. We did. Um, and I'm, I'm glad we didn't. And now yeah. we get, uh, yeah, in the observation lounge, don't we? Um, I think, yes, we uh, get our little, oh, um, their meeting, their just, first, first, um, I guess, interactions between the mm-hmm. Lyganese and Lyganese, Ligonians uh, and Starfleet, uh, where they're given um, a, a horse statue from the Sung yes, Dynasty. Yes, Picard gives him a horse statue. Uh, oh, the, the group, the Ligonians, a horse statue from China's 13th Sung Dynasty, I think, data corrects him, Sounds saying right. it's 13th yeah. and not 14th. And Picard is distressed, but fine, takes it under, <laughs> takes it, takes the hit. Um, but this is I haven't made I a, I haven't made, sorry, um, I haven't made a, a <laughs> jingle for, well, data, data actually yet. Where data no, you corrects. haven't made a jingle for data? Oh my god! No. Um, oh, there's going to be a few for us, data. <laughs> yeah, let's come up with one right now for data correcting things. Um, data correct. Data correcting. <laughs> yeah. It's like ding. Uh, actually, oh, it should be something like, well, actually, but um, yeah. but like, <laughs> but uh, that might be another. But it should be like a data well, actually, like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll, if I can we'll find him things. saying, well, actually, I'll, I'll just put that in. If people are listening. Actually, actually. I'm sure he says that. Actually, Captain. A thousand times. Actually, Captain. Um, excuse me, Captain. No. You know what? I'm, I will find it. We'll find we'll it. We'll find it. It has to yeah. happen. It'd be good. Yeah. He's he's the birthplace of the actually. <laughs> yeah. There's also going to be. Not, um, not of the fedora and the neckbeard, but of the actually. Yes. There's also um, going to be a data dump. Which. Data dump. Yeah. <laughs> basically, because that's when they're like. Data, what have, do you what do you know about this? And he goes, boom, here is the exposition on uh, this. Boom. Here is all Mic drop. This happens. Yeah, that, that happens. Oh, wait, in this episode? Oh, maybe the next one. It happens in the next one, It happens, think, the next it happens one, yeah. a lot. It happens yeah, a lot. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so you but, were saying. But yes. Uh, you we were saying get, about the uh, Sun Dynasty Vars. And oh, the, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see what kind of like weird smushing together of cultures they thought having like a Chinese... Because, like, also the costume, like, it's an East, it's it's almost East Asian, like, yeah. African, like, West Africa. Like, it's all thrown in together into this, like, weird yeah. costume design. So I'm thinking maybe if if the casting wasn't actually designed to be an all, like, all, you know, r- black cast, mm-hmm. maybe it was designed to be somewhat leading more towards, like, you know, Asian influence or something. All about this Probably. talk about, like, honor and like codes of honor is kind of leans more towards almost Japanese like samurai-esque like it's mm-hmm. very it's very weird and all smushed together anyway and then they're like oh the the thing that it's like reminds us of your you know code on honor based civilization is a the Chinese Sun dynasty yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh it's real weird anyway the writing yeah. is anyway it's, yeah it's no. it's, ah. it's not great well they use so much about honor and respect and they um yes basically it's just a, a conversation saying that yes we have a vaccine that will um cure your ungalese fever but and yeah, if we get we- the respect due of us we will give it to you freely and it'll be a great exactly collaboration between our, our peoples Luton's all about trying to make friends at this point and being yeah. like, yeah, if we become friends and we can do, you know, we'll give you the vaccine, of course. But all of this friendship is only based on his honor code and whether or not Picard and, you know, the Federation comply mm. to that with that code. And it's, yeah, it's, and then, and then also Luton you know, goes on to tell Picard about 
more about Ligon and that, you know, on Ligon, all the women own all of the lands and the wealth. But apart from that, they're pretty much just like subservient to the men. Mm. <laughs> um, and that's just like the way of things because, you know, they don't have the power or authority to like, yeah, do do anything but just sit around in their big houses full of coins. Um. <laughs> Apparently. It's, uh, yeah. it's, see, this is the thing. This is why I find that the plot could be really interesting. Like that sort of dynamic, if it was really worked into a world and worked out how does this actually work and making it yeah. not more of equality, but like you have these set roles. Like women own the mm. house. It is, there's a thing in Wheel, the Wheel of Time books. I don't know if you've read it, but in the... Um, in one of the cultures, it is in ter- it's terribly unlucky for a, a man to own a tavern and women all own oh. the taverns, just the same. And it's generally the woman owns the tavern and her husband runs a fishing boat. Mm. And that, that's just how it is. It's just yeah, it's wow. terribly unlucky if you don't, but it's women own. And it's like, if you cross her in her tavern, she will murder you. And everyone will go, yes, she did the right thing. Yeah, shit. Fair enough. Um, and just that idea. Like- like where did this come from why is this existing yeah but i mean it's all cultural things like that Mm. and there are you know there are places on planet earth here that do the same things but um oh not so much killing a man in tavern but having women be uh more sort of like take more ownership over the land but it's 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 framed in this perspective that it's primitive and i think that's what is the thing that irks me most about it (laughs) um but and it's also this imperialistic sort of viewpoint from the Federation being like, oh, I see, and that's not so different. That they're always like relating current cultures and uh, like you know alien species to you know pre not prehistoric but um, ancient, I guess like human yeah. uh, times, which are you know our times now, or if not you know before. So it's it's this like very patronizing kind of like perspective that I find here is a good example of that. Where it's a very good example of the patronization <laughs> of um, of former worlds. Um, uh, well, speaking of patronizing, yes. uh, Lutan mm. well decides to go. Yeah, let's um, let's talk with Yar a bit more. Let's um, discover yeah, these hollow but, but decks that we talk so much about. Ooh, but it's he like persistently like he goes after like Lieutenant Yar. She's like mm. Picard is like, oh maybe, you know, my uh, second in command Will Riker and uh, my uh, counselor Deanna Troy could uh, take you around and show you the holodeck. And they're like, no no no, we want Yar. <laughs> yeah, we want Yar. Take Yar. And Yar's like a little looks a little flustered and it's like, oh okay. So uh so yeah they go to the holodeck and, and Yar um uh Yar shows them what she can do with her Aikido training on the Holo program. The Aikido, um, yeah. And we get to see Aikido, sorry. And we get to see the holodeck for the first time, not all glammed up. We get to see it for the yellow cubed glory that it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Uh, it's like, here is a room. Here is a soundstage that we can use as a green screen if we need to. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, we don't have the budget to have an actual holo. We'll just throw some things on the wall and make it look as holodecky as we can. I also uh, love this yes. idea that she does go through that the construct that is created is not a person. She's very much, we can she do does. whatever we want to. We can, I'm sure she does too, um, knowing her relationship with Data earlier. Um, <laughs> Jesus, and no Riker, Riker as well. for sure. Oh. Anyway, the fact we'll get that to that she, in later episodes. But also that, <laughs> um, that it learns from you. That yeah, it will she learn tries her moves. It. And it's, yeah. But it uh, flinches, but it doesn't flinch, sorry. Uh, yeah. And she goes, but it will still hurt when it hits you. 
And it's very, Which, uh, yeah. That sounds very... like a bad idea, personally. But... No, it does sound like a bad idea. But don't, doesn't the Holo program have like safety? Um, of course it would. Safety yeah. precautions? Like a, it it, must. I think in later episodes they talk more about it because they can't actually. There is an episode where that gets turned off accidentally for some reason and she goes crazy. But anyway, of course. that's not until season three, I think, or four. <laughs> when it gets uh, good. <laughs> Uh, but I, I like this idea, particularly for, for Dungeons and Dragons or any role playing game where the combat is a, a major theme because people have cool skills that you want to use. Um, and having something like a holodeck or some sort of pocket dimension where they can practice those skills and just go like, hey, here's a yeah. dragon that you can fight. And it's like, it's not world ending if you lose. Yeah. So you can kind of throw yeah. them up against some really fun stuff. Yeah, like you can test your skills in this particular area and everybody knows and it's something that's very useful. Like can definitely help the characters feel like they there's not so much like stress and strife if they fail. It's, it's, uh, but it's also thinking, another way of explaining the leveling up process, uh, particularly for D&D. It's like you're not going to a trainer. It's like, well, you've got this room in your house where you just kind of practice a bit more and then you level up and you gain a new skill because you've been figuring it out. Mm. yeah that's cool yeah that's a cool idea for mm. sure so yeah holodex useful very useful <laughs> um, uh, not so much for Hagen, very... who gets his um his ass kicked again by again um, by the this guy with the flipping yeah <sighs> he, uh, he's not having a fun time i feel slightly bad for him He's been brought onto this trip. He doesn't like the ladies. He's getting annoyed. He's getting flipped on the on the average. Mm -hmm. Like it's uh, it's not a fun time. He's but you know what? Laughed at by his boss. It's it's tough. Exactly. Luton's loving it. Luton's looking like oh, she's more than a. I don't know. She he says something again, very sexist, and and yeah. then and then yeah, and then they they wrap up there and they're what uh, karate. Wait, what what kind of what's Aikido. it called? The a keto robe like. Yeah, the gi. Uh, uh, I believe what they're called. The they that's right. Uh, yeah, the Lieutenant uh, Tasha Yar is, is put on her gi and it takes it off, and then they go back down to the cargo bay. And then Luton's getting a leave. He's like, I've seen all I need to see. He's uh, mm -hmm. he's he's pretty happy with the whole thing. Um, and so so is his second in command. But mm -hmm. then Shakara decides to grab L Lieutenant Tasha Yar and uh, forcefully beams her down to Ligon. Teleport um, away. And, yeah, they just disappear, which I, I feel like I shouldn't be able to happen. I mean... Yeah, I feel like there's protocols in place <laughs> on the Enterprise to stop specific... Well, look, if we want to get into there's the nerdy shields. elements of it, there's shields, but obviously yeah. they had to open the shields because they were expecting him to leave, and maybe there's something to do with their teleporters that allow them to grab somebody and go with them, because that's just how yeah. their teleporters work. So... Maybe, I, but like... I'm willing to hand wave that bit. That's... I don't know. It just seems... And they... It just seems weird. But, it, okay, yeah. I, I can hand wave that a bit. But, like, for a, a civilization that's less techno technologically advanced to have these, like, really powerful or different, like, differently designed beam, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Anyway. anyway. Magic sci-fi boom. They get the, kidnapped. And... They teleport through a plot hole. Yep. Yep. They <laughs> teleport through a plot hole. Uh, and everybody's ruffled because immediately oh, so angry. taps his comm badge gently and orders a red alert. But, like, mm -hmm. I feel like they should have been more like, you know, shit, what the fuck? Someone's just been kidnapped. Like, Everyone's so calm about everything. It's great. Oh, it's. Oh, chill. and fucking. 
I know they're so chill. They're like they're too chill, and I don't know if they they were just directed to be so chill. I don't know. Anyway, it just seems. Uh, I know what? it's fine. It's fine. It's don't worry about I, it. I think Starfleet <laughs> just teaches people not to panic in life and death situations. But there's been more panic about different things. Like, or, you know, it's just that people. I'm just surprised there wasn't a big yeah. old fuck shit fuck. Uh, one of our own have been kidnapped. We should. Picard was more flustered when Wesley took over the ship last week. He was. I know. I know. He was so annoyed by it. Uh, but yes. Okay. So anyway. that this is, I guess, moving into Act Two, where we try to get the kidnapped white woman back. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Which means that <laughs> okay. they try to figure out where she is. They do a little display blast about a kilometer above the planet. Which is um, yep. concerning because uh, that's not actually mm. that high. No, I guess it's above no. the planet, so that's like outside the atmosphere. Um, yeah, maybe. I, I thought I took it as uh, you know a kilometer from. Anyway, it's not great, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, but Troy, Troy is of the opinion that they're not going to harm Yar. Opinion, Counselor. Will they injure Lieutenant Yar? I believe not, sir. They seem mainly curious. In the case of Lutan, however, I did feel other needs. What kind of needs? Some sexual attraction from all the males. Lieutenant Yar is physically very attractive. But with Lutan, I felt something else. Something more like avarice or ambition. Uh, and there's a line, yeah. which I'm trying to remember. She's just saying that she expects some sexual attraction from all males. Yeah, it's so weird. She's like... All of the males found her sexually because uh, he because oh, trying to right. get a gauge on like what the yeah. fuck situation is going on, and she's like, "Well, everybody found her really sexy." But like Riker was there too. Lutan... Are you reading Riker? <laughs> yeah, and and everyone's like, "Oh, well, that makes sense because she's a very attractive female." It's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I, I'm just saying then, that Deanna um, knows how attractive Yara is better than most, in my opinion. Well, uh, Troy, why? Because of the cost. <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I'm on, I've on the record as finding weird, like, like female, female ships. Deanna and Yar are going to be my one for this show. Hey, no, that's fine. I mean, yeah. I've, I've made up less, uh, with less, I mean, I'm, I've made up similar with less <laughs> and, uh, there was definitely a moment between them on the, there yeah, was a moment. with the, with the outfit change. And so there's also awesome. this, this like, episode where Deanna's just like, wow, she's so attractive. Everyone was attracted to her. It's like everyone, Deanna, everyone, or just you. <laughs> is it just you diana is that really what's going on here <laughs> i mean she's very attractive diana did you say that already <laughs> um she's uh, yeah fuck oh man they don't treat women very nicely in the show they at really all. Don't. they're they always don't. talking about how physically attractive or like you know something physical about them and yeah. also fucking just just on the topic of fucking um uh shit what was the naked the naked now like yes. immediately like, on reflection immediately i noticed all of the women get super super horny mega mm -hmm. horny and all mm -hmm. of the guys are just doing their best to restrain themselves but they're like yeah. the women oh the fucking yeah we'll just make them super super zero to 100 on the on the, on the horny scale uh and yeah. we'll make the guys oh it's just fuck anyway weird. so yeah it is weird but yes it's, Deanna, it's weird. getting it getting the hot on for Fatah, which is fair. Yes. I get that. But but pointing <laughs> out that they're not going to harm Yah and Data says, look, they just respect patience and so maybe we wait. 
Yeah, but she also says um, Lutan has uh, there's like a current of ambition. Like he yes. sees more than just the sexiness of yeah. He sees the ambition of what she could do for his, you know, his, um, his power, goals. Oh, yeah. His power. It's a yeah. uh, it's very creepy. But um, but yeah, Borov just sitting about talking about how hot Yara is, and then um, and then uh, uh, what? A little bit later, Doctor Crusher visits the captain. Yes, and, she's um, giving him an update on. But she's she's been checking the vaccine, the the test case of the vaccine that they the lichen. She's uh, frustrated. Lichen she's together. she's frazzled. Yeah. She is uh, because they can't replicate the vaccine, which is what they normally would do. They've just been given this gift and like, cool, we're just going to copy it and not give you the thing we agreed on. Um, but that does also mean that they have to negotiate, um, and there's going to be a whole bunch of people who die because of this delay. So she she's yeah. upset. She's pretty annoyed by that. But also, more so, actually, I would say she's annoyed that Picard isn't letting Wesley on the bridge yet. Yeah, Wesley's still and working in the those... turbo lift. <laughs> yeah, she's like, Captain Millions, <laughs> you haven't seen how this this plague, this Achilles, whatever it is, plague affects people. And then um, she's getting real passionate about it. And then she stands up to leave. And then she turns around. And she goes, by the way, <laughs> yeah. have you thought about letting Wesley back on the bridge? <laughs> No, girl. You shouldn't, girl, woman. What are you doing? Yeah, (laughs) this like crisis. Um, should you not be focusing more on that and not bringing up like also one of your own are missing, like Lieutenant Yar Mm -hmm. at this point, still missing. Like, Mm -hmm. but um, but yeah, Picard goes. Picard relents. He's like he gives up to Bev and she goes onto the bridge. He um, shouldn't. Wesley led a mutiny last week. I know that literally happened last episode, but I guess we've just forgiven him for that now. I guess so. Apparently, he saved the day, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's um, fine. That makes it but, all good. Yeah, he's allowed to sit next to Geordie at the con, which I don't think that factors into the episode at all. It's just like a little character thing that Wesley's allowed on the bridge sometimes now. Yeah, yeah. Wes- it's just like just- I'm. I'm just saying, Wesley should get some friends his own age. He, they should just have. I mean, they must have more children on the on the they do. Enterprise than just Wesley. Yeah, they, they we do. see them. I think in this in this episode, maybe or, or in the episode. next one. But in think, a couple of them, yeah. Uh, um, well, they're there. Like, yes, he, does he not want to hang out with his friends? Like, no people his age. I don't know. Very, Apparently not. It's like that that single kid in like <laughs> the, yes. you know the, the in in I, a, in I a know. two adult sort of living. It, this is, they they have one kid and and they always bring them to like the adult stuff so this yeah. one kid just learns how to hang out with adults and, i think it's and um, then just... man boy man boy something there was a, a thing in um oh was it 30 rock it was some really good sitcom man boy where it was adult children in new york where they're still living at oh home, my god but they do all yes. the things that el- more older new yorkers do yeah yeah it's uh that's on point that's exactly what wesley he would be the star of that show for sure but in yeah. space <laughs> yeah that's great uh, uh, just get a hobby of, find a game of th- I'm sorry <laughs> speaking of games <laughs> actually um data mm-hmm. explains a little bit more about this whole idea that the ligon ligonians have this uh, and he refers to it as counting coup um the, oh, from, yeah. the from the ancient french language uh <laughs> That oh sorry the obscure language known as French. Um, oh yeah, Picard gets ruffled. Ruffled. Of course he gets ruffled. ruffled. Yeah, he's super French. Ruffled. We're well aware that Patrick Stewart <laughs> oui, oui. is super French. 
Um, he brings it up on so many occasions. He just does, like actually. French, by the way. Oh, something about French. French is fine. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> French are the best. <laughs> French are the best. Yuki suck. Uh, but that yeah, idea Yuki. of being able to touch a warrior during combat without hurting them. and Yeah. I've, it was like a pride thing. Yeah, so, this, this was like a, a real a show thing. show strength. This is a real thing, apparently. Mm. Uh, and it was actually co-opted pretty much exactly the same way in Wheel of Time. Um, in, ah. in, the, in the novels mm. uh, and I didn't understand it then either and they explained it pretty heavily so this All seems right. to be cool Cool. okay great Same. kidnapping is yeah. a thing that they like to do that's um, what I took away from it right okay so since uh, Yara was the chief of security she was like the biggest target riskiest target yeah, yeah. Um, and if you can take them out carry without the killing prestige. them it's, yeah if you can do it without killing them then it's it's pretty impressive so ah. everyone's all like yeah well done Lutan you're pretty cool um, and Lutan calls up and is like, are you demanding that I return her? Um, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. And yeah. they're like, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, uh, but, but no, Troy they points ask out. for her back politely. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. Because yeah. it's, a, it's a thing that they have to do to get around it is they have to ask for her back politely and in front of everybody. Oh, that comes down later maybe. But yeah. yeah. No, no, it's, it's kind of like do it. come down and we'll. We'll um, talk. We'll talk. Ask ask for her in front of the entire Ligonian yes, court or whatever, yes. and just to show that I have beaten you. It's like, yeah, yeah. I can I can kind of respect that. Yeah, I can. If it didn't, if it, like if, if it wasn't, wasn't if it wasn't Yah, yeah, if it was like if something, it wasn't if it, was, it, was, it was just someone else, something else, anything, just not you know this one instance. But but yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's using Yah as seen, the object, which is not great. <laughs> literally using as an object but um yeah. but more so it needs to be from picard so picard needs to be the one saying please um could you please return my lieutenant it, ha- it can't yeah. be Riker. it can't be troy it has to be picard so Riker is persuaded somewhat <laughs> uh somewhat um to uh, to lead the away team roughly yeah, to lead. Oh no, Picard is persuaded. Um, oh, sorry, Riker, Riker is persuaded is to not... allow Picard, yeah, yeah, down to the planet because usually he would be like, "I'm the commander. I should be the one." You I'm the first officer in because that's right. Exactly, exactly. But, uh, but no, Riker here. lets it. <laughs> I have to be the, the the Kirk. Let me be the Kirk. But no, he allow he he, he he's on board. They all go down. Um, if Picard gets hurt. Um, <laughs> Riker's going to put the captain on report. That's I right. <laughs> uh, so Picard <laughs> and Troy beam down and welcomed mm-hmm. by Lutan. And I thought he said my first woman, but apparently he actually said my first one. Yeah, my first one. Yarina. Yeah, Yarina. Um, yeah. Which maybe that's why he's into Yah. He's just into women whose names have a Yah in them. Uh, oh, I didn't even think about that that's great so yara and yarina ah. yeah. <laughs> anyway what did who comes up with the names on this show like well, the writers. <laughs> yeah but like fuck um so bad <laughs> anyway yeah, sorry fine. just yarina played by carol selman just because yes. i thought i recognize her for something else but she's not she's a different oh. person so okay. i looked her up <laughs> but uh but yes lutan offers courtesy uh all of picard's desires and needs met um but mm-hmm. picard just straight out is like where's my babe where's my ya where's she yep. at uh and we they finally bring her out 
we will summon her and they bring no first they like they're insisting like she's cool don't worry about her she's fine just don't forget about it well she's gonna be at the dinner we'll, we'll just, you'll see her there and then picard's like nope nope right now right now please so they're like okay fine they summon yeah and she's being dragged out by this guy and <laughs> this guy's like missing an eye or something yeah like, no he's he's not missing an eye he's just got like, this massive bruise across one eye <laughs> Yeah, it's like but like, <laughs> but it's it looks it's like really bad makeup, so it almost looks like he's I don't know been blinded or something. Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, are you being treated all right, Lieutenant?" And she's like, "Yeah, them not so much." Oh, ho ho, ho like, <laughs> ho, hinting that I like fucking smacking <laughs> like, people around. Yeah, beat up this guy, which I mean, fair, but not very Federation, but fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we we know that yeah. Yar is like one one breath away from snapping and like killing anyone that looks at her wrong yeah snapping or fucking like she's one breath yeah. away from either yeah <laughs> honestly snap the neck of someone or or have sex with them well i mean <laughs> mostly the first one i think um yeah i guess look it's we can bad. we could get into the sexual issues of tasha Yar and that would be that would be a, uh, an odd psychological journey to go on, but I feel that a there's a lot one. going on. A short one, yeah. She gets she gets no break as well, just the character, yeah. like, honestly. The shit that oh, happens yeah. through a town. Anyway, okay, so... We'll, so, I yeah, they, I mean, this I isn't think... great already. Uh, no. <laughs> and at the, festiv- but, uh, at the festivities, uh, yeah. there's juggling yes. and drums, oh. and Picard oh. makes the statement saying, Lutan, you have bested me. You have done very well. We respect yeah. you. Please give us your back. He's basically, yeah, begging on his knees. He's like, "Hey, you win, you won. Give me, give, give me the thing. I really, I really want my lieutenant back, please." He's basically, yeah, he's just, he's just doing all of the things, taking all of the notes. But drum roll, mm-hmm. big gasp. Lutan refuses and says that he wants to keep Yar and <gasps> turn her into his first one. And everyone fucking shook, like gasped all around. Everybody's like this out. It, I mean, yeah, Picard particularly because he has no idea. But also, Yurina, who was mm-hmm. uh, up until this point silent, she comes out of the woodworks, uh, basically turns to Yah and challenges Jia's uh, right of, I think, supersedence or, or something. So I've got, I've got um, supersedence, yeah, which has not been oh, done right. for two hundred years. Gasp again, uh, and <laughs> it can only be done with a fight to the death. Gasp again, so. <laughs> I like, I do like that little line of, uh, I think it's Hagen who comes in and goes, but that hasn't been done for 200 years. It's like, that's a nice little element, a little bit of world building that even Ligonians don't do this, that this is serious business for them as well. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't happen frequently. It's, it's an, it's a, it's few and far between. Um, Yep. So apparently it's going to happen. It's going to, it's going to be a thing. Um, and but if, Picard's um, like, yeah. well, what about the vaccine? And then Lutan's like, well, I'm not going to give you the vaccine or enter any kind of treaty if you don't do this. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you're fucked. Great. <laughs> and it's, it's just, it's so silly. It's so silly. Oh, uh, it's, I don't, I, it's annoying. Yeah. It's just annoying. It is annoying. I, but I mean, like, it, it also, because oh, I'm actually not sure if it's here or not, but I remember there was, like, the, it brings into brings to thought the um oh god my brain what is it the oh my god the code that the federation oh the prime directive yeah it's the next thing it brings 
it's yeah the prime directive where they talk about how oh we could and i think troy even brings it up troy's like wouldn't yeah. it be easier if we could just burn them to the ground yeah. <laughs> or something classic troy behavior troy? yeah but not that I, but something else i couldn't i do easy if we i think it's like how, otherwise. how simple would it be oh. without the prime directive where we could just take the just you know beam yar out or use yeah. our superior technology to just take what we needed and I like that it's never actually mentioned. Like the prime directive is not stated. They just say there is a prime directive. Yeah, yeah, but they don't like, actually well, explain. Do you, Do you know exactly what it is? Because I mean, I've I've I I, I know the general principles, but I don't exactly know uh, word for word if there is a word for word. Um, I mean, I think we'll get into it when it becomes more of an issue. It's not as big on this one. I think it is because it's it's basically with the lamenting of the prime directive like troy is saying and and then it becomes this thing where it's like oh yes i mean we could but we won't because no we're not you know you know savages ha, 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 ha. and it's like they're almost getting frustrated that they've got this like code in place um that talks well, like specifically about like not <laughs> fucking with other people <laughs> and being imperialistic bastards and they're almost being like oh isn't it a shame we have to do this way oh well yeah. but like in this instance, it is like explaining it that way. But okay, well, here's just, here's um, the the full prime directive. The prime directive prohibits Starfleet personnel and spacecraft from interfering in the normal development of any society, and mandates that any Starfleet vessel or crew member is expendable to prevent violation of this rule. The, that's the, the short version. The longer version is, as the right of each sentient species to live in accordance with its normal cultural evolution is considered sacred, no Starfleet personnel may interfere with the normal and healthy development of alien life and culture. Such interference includes introducing superior knowledge, strength, or technology to a world whose society is incapable of handling such advantages wisely. Starfleet personnel may not violate this prime directive even to save their lives and or their ship unless they are acting to right an earlier violation or an accidental contamination of said culture. This directive takes precedence over any and all other considerations and carries with it the highest moral ob- obligation. Because like that's basically like the pinnacle of a lot of like yeah. their, their codes and ethics in terms of like the federation and and how they conduct themselves. So that's yeah, pretty it's important. that idea that you can't you can't enforce your views onto somebody else. You have to respect their society and their culture and let them progress mm. progress at their pace. You can't go. Here's yeah, a replicator. Can't... Great, have a replicator, everyone. It'll save your, um, save your your famine. Yeah, and you also can't violate it in any kind of like you know, yeah, friendly sense or negative sense. So you can't be mm. bombing people. You can't be giving people tools. You basically just have to have as minimal of an impact on uh, a culture and society as possible. And that comes a lot into further future episodes. But it also the morality of it. Is it immoral yeah. to, you know, come across a dying planet and not help? Or is it the more moral option to, you know, go about your way? It's just it's this whole thing. But I've yeah, always been of the opinion you don't live... bring up the prime directive unless you're gonna break it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's 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 why I find this episode so funny is because like they're, they're hinting that like it's almost not about like the code that they are standing by is more important with their code being that they have to oh, like their code being the prime directive like law hmm. like i don't know and it's just it's just it's just yeah it's, just it's interesting, it's, interesting it's, just... To, it's it's kind of a hand wavy of this is why we're not doing it the way that you the viewers want you to yeah because of the prime directive yeah and it 
exactly it's introducing the prime directive to the viewers in a subtle way being like this is the reason this is the reason we're not blowing anything to come because of this and they're like oh yeah okay we kind of get it but also it just frustrates me that they're like they're lamenting it like they shouldn't be going like oh would it be easy if <laughs> especially not troy As I say, oh, classic troy yeah. behavior of being like no wouldn't it be great if we could just fucking murder everyone yeah <laughs> jeez guys they're screaming i'm in so much pain but wouldn't it be great but also wouldn't it be like, great data- if they just all shut up <laughs> Yeah, I think big, big, I think data, you know, s- says something similar, like so to the point, like I'm a staff lead officer, so when Picard brings it up, but anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I digress. Is, it's it's frustrating, but it is, <laughs> it is. It's kind of their alignment, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's what like neutral, neutral, neutral good. Neutral. No, no. I, I, sometimes it, they move around, but that idea of you have a code of ethics, that you have a this is where my my beliefs lie. Mm. Uh, we could get into alignment with a whole thing anyway. Um, well. Yeah, so back. I was, back, back, back to the back episode. To, back to, to yeah. Picard and Troy visiting Yar when they're talking about the Prime Things directive. that really matter. That's right. Exactly. Um, and she, Picard's like, did you have any idea he was going to say this? She's like, no, of course I didn't. And Troy's like, yeah, but you liked it when he was all like, oh, I want you. She's like, yeah, of course I do. Hang on, you read my mind. <laughs> yeah, Deanna, oh. uh, Deanna, like fully, full on, like leads yeah to like say, or, like you know, kind of down the path. They're saying like, yeah, I really liked him when he said he was hot. Wait a second, because yeah, it's 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 and it's also kind of it's nice it's to so, see. Mm. On the one hand, it's nice to see yeah sort of and and Deanna kind of acting more like friends, like yeah. than they usually do. Like it's a nice little insight to I guess Tasha Yar's character and how like she denise played it but um but yeah so it's all like i just hate this whole bit where she's like yeah yeah i mean i guess i did kind of find it sexy when he kidnapped me and told me i was hot and that he wanted to me to kill someone else for him like that was pretty hot right guys <laughs> right <laughs> right everyone else is into that yeah this is this is cool uh, we, we like to, hang yeah. on yeah troy how dare you read my mind jeez girlfriend Picard and troy are just like staring look kind of side-eyeing each other like this oh my is god it's just, this, so, is, uh, this is where the episodes really like start even more cringy it's like oh you're just you're just not winning any points yeah it this is where the real real sexism comes into play with like one i mean okay up until this point tasha has been treated like an object uh stolen um been forced to do things that she wouldn't want to do you know not treated very nicely and yet she still finds her captor like romantically interesting like yep uh, and if if we're going to get into the sexual politics of the kidnapping fantasy just I don't want to. Need, I don't want to no, touch don't. that with a ten yeah. Let's just say that exists in the realm and if you <laughs> Yeah, it's a thing. Of, it's a thing. It's a thing. If you want to explore that, probably not here. Probably, place, probably not D D either. Maybe not uh, most no. RPGs. That's just role play that you and a partner can do privately, not with yeah. a Oh, a group that consents. That's fine. Yes. But <laughs> yes. But not, you know, <laughs> like this. Uh yeah. and on TV. But um yeah. but yeah, basically, so so Picard just is like, okay, I'm out of here. Troy, try and reason with Yar or whatever. Yeah, you know, trying to figure talk, out what's talk going girly, on. <laughs> talk girly shit. That's fine. And then he leaves and goes to try to speak to Lutan. And yeah. he basically finds out that Lutan needs Urena's wealth and land if he has to if he wants to stay in Pyre. So if she yes. dies, 
he yeah, gets well, he her doesn't, wealth. He doesn't quite find that out entirely. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Hargon lets slip that that Lutan's not a wealthy oh, yeah. man. He's just an important man. Uh, yes. And Picard yes. just kind of figures out, oh, I see. You're going to win no matter which one of them wins. Yeah. So, so you get your, I see your you game the, now. Yeah. 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 You get all of the things. So you either get Yurina and she wins and, you know, you get the esteem of having kidnapped Yar and that's fine and all this stuff. Um, or Yurina dies, you still get her wealth and you get, you know, Yar as well. And also, you know, you've you know, trick the Federation or, you know, the prestige of all that. But also Picard, the way he finds this information out, he's trying to like kind of sidle in with Lutan a little bit. And that also was creepy. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't like like it. No, he calls, what, he calls you sexy or something. He's like very attractive. Oh, she's a very attractive woman. I can see why. (gasps) Yeah, I think Lutan's like, I don't know how you get anything done. Oh, well, sometimes we don't sort of stuff. Oh, I hate it's it. So it's so like it's boy so locker room, like, you know, bracket locker room talk. It's all, bleh, bleh. Yeah. I hate it. It's awful. No, and no, no, Picard, Actually, she's your goddamn lieutenant. Going back to, to <laughs> locker room, we'll just move on to the next thing because that's better. Uh, and uh, Geordie shaving, uh, oh, which yeah. is a nice little touch <laughs> the- on, on daily life for everyone. Yeah, and why is why is Geordie not around in more scenes before this? Like, why was why was he not in the in the in the bay like meeting so the Lagonians? So like, it would have been less weird to have like a whole cast of like white characters and a whole cast of black characters on the inside. Like, it would have been like, where was he? Like, why LaForge? Where you been? What's going I mean, on? He's but an yes. engineer. He didn't really need to be there. I know, but he's there yeah. sometimes when he doesn't need to be. That's true. <laughs> this wouldn't have been the first time. That's true. Um, but yeah, this is one of the better scenes because it has nothing to do with the main plot. I, I did it's appreciate just, it for that. It still made me cringe so much. It's it's cringe for different reasons. It just feels yeah. like LaForge is using his shaving tool, whatever it is that he shaves for the razor. He hasn't got his, his visor on for some reason. Um, but I guess because well, it interferes with his shaving. It, oh yeah, it must hurt. Oh yeah, so he just must take it off. Does he take it off though, just casually? Just in I think when he's time? in his quarters, he would take it off. Ah, I never noticed that before. Like watching it. Um, oh shit, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if that. Yeah, I'm gonna see if that happens in later episodes too. Um, I just assumed he took it off because he was shaving and maybe it impeded him getting getting shaved. Maybe. But he has he has it he has it off and Data comes in um, trying to get him to do stuff. But uh, they're just having a nice little chat um, and Data tries to tell him a joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Data still doesn't understand humor um, despite having told like however many jokes that he's told. Um, uh, and it's and it's like it's cute, but it's also like what was the what so- even was the joke? I can't it's remember. Like I'll put the clip in. A man goes to a store to buy some kidneys. Oh, no. He says to the shopkeeper, I'd like a pound of kiddlies, please. The shopkeeper says, you mean kidneys, don't you? The man says, I said kiddlies. Did lie. It's too old. And you didn't tell it very well. How do you know when something is funny? It's not explainable. You, you just do. Perhaps it is you, Jordy. Including the Kittleys, I've told 662 jokes, and you have not... <laughs> including the Kittleys. Now, see, that's funny. <laughs> it was not meant as a joke. <laughs> the tongue slipped. <laughs> oh, 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 boy. 
it was tiddly tiddly to tiddly tea something and uh, it, it the forge just, he doesn't it, like it it was the dad joke no yeah. it was dad joke 101 it was silly what, but what like, frustrates me about this scene is that data then like has a slip of the tongue and geordie thinks that's hilarious Hilarious. Yeah, Joe, he, he he accidentally says the wrong but that's the thing I, I i find i'm again i'm nitpicking i find it i find that it probably wouldn't have happened because he's fucking data he doesn't make yeah. mistakes he doesn't even yeah he 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 yeah it's i don't think it would have actually happened so i'm curious to see if data actually does he really understand humor or... well i'm wondering i think data when he's talking like when he's in downtime He's, he's gone, ah. we, I need time when I am not professional. And he kind of allows yeah. programs to slip occasionally, to be more human around his friends. He's but like, he no, doesn't even speak in, they do. He doesn't even speak in contractions, though. He only ever says, like, I cannot or I not I can't. Like, And that's one of the things that slips up, like slips up uh someone some uh, in a later episode like he 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 doesn't even allow himself to do that so i find it interesting mm. that they had this i don't know it seems like fucking data in season 1 is just batshit crazy off the walls <laughs> and just can do whatever the fuck he wants like yeah, smoke pipes kinda. and play with toys in meetings and not get called oh, out God. for it so um i honestly aye, think Jordy's just making like he's just laughing harder than he needs to because he doesn't want data yeah. to keep trying to tell him jokes yeah, true. So, no, That's no, we're done it. with this joke thing. Um, but it is kind of important because they get beamed down to the planet, or they're sent down to the planet. Uh, and yes. Picard's like, I need you to analyze all of these weapons. And Data's like, is this a joke? Is this another joke attempt? Um, is this why I'm I'm here? Are you teaching me more humor, yeah. comment, Captain? It's <laughs> yeah. like, no, no, no. But it's fucking not data you gotta end but like what are they what is he trying to get them to do like just yeah. analyze their weapons and see what the bet like will ya be able to use Which, these they look weird to me are they how would she use them at all i guess like their weapons they're all like all the weapons on the wall that are on the wall are just like your regular ass fucking axe and like you know stave and sword it's nothing particularly unique or weird about them and no. <laughs> basically I'm... geordie's and data's mission is to be like go find the best one and they're like okay sure, sure. <laughs> so uh so yeah it's fucking i don't know just an interesting interesting query interesting kind of thing for, to get them to do because basically they come back and they're like well they're all sharp and flexible and uh and some of them are poisoned <laughs> Yeah. and some of them have poison on them but that's basically all we can tell you it's like what was the point in that why are they there what's going on i'm so uh, confused um, anyway, but anyway there's another, the card starts weird. to monologue as well which is really nice oh he um, does I, a little monologue like in that. there and then he's like oh yeah, yeah. i'm not going to give a speech now and go on about something that everybody already knows because we're talking about the prime directive it's like uh, you know what Indiana nice self-awareness yeah, but Deanna Troy's like, you're entitled, sir, you're a captain, you can do speeches. Oh, and that's just cute you're little... You're such a big, oh, strong I man. Don't know. You're such a big, strong captain. You can do mm-hmm. speeches whatever you want. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm Deanna Troy. <laughs> Boop-de-boop. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> I told you these people had to go to Vana, and that's pretty much all I've done. Boop-de-boop. That's all I'm here um, for. All I mean, but yeah, this is the bit where they talk about the prime directive, and yeah. Deanna's like, oh, "I wish the prime directive wasn't a thing." And then Picard, yes, 
pretty much goes, yeah, I mean, why? And he he's doing it to sort of prove a point, but he's like, why is it a thing? Data, like, and data is like, it's just, it just is because it's Federation co- protocol. And it's the code. Like, it's like, what we live by. Yes. I like that, um, <laughs> despite the fact that that's what they're going to do, Riker then says, look, if Yar's in real danger, we're just going to beam her out. Uh, like, we're not, not going to let yeah. her die. Yeah. Well, that's Riker's like plan anyway. That. <laughs> fucking Riker. It's just yeah. like, yeah, whatever happens, I'll just do my own shit. It's fine. Yeah, Don't worry about you guys. I got it covered. Uh, and then, then uh, Yarina goes to see Yar the night before the, the fight. Oh, yeah, we get a little cat fight before yeah, the pre, real fight. Pre-cat fight. It's so I, bad. There's just Yurina, this moment so, of Yurina of being like, I don't understand how you can't love Lutan. It's like, really? Oh, my God, because he kidnapped Him? you. Yeah, he's like, she's like, everybody loves Lutan. He makes everybody love them. And it's like, oh, what the fuck has happened to you, girl? Oh, holy oh, shit. This is not okay. You got to get out there. You got to get away. Yurina just oh has God. no characterization whatsoever beyond I angry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, her whole thing is like she can't believe that Yara is just trying to fight to like get the vaccine, and Yara's like, "No, I am." But even though we know secretly she's not, she's totally into Lutan. It's like, yeah. Oh, oh this. Oh, I wanted. I wanted it to be the one moment that passed the Bechtel test, and it wasn't. Nope. It. The whole conversation was about Lutan, and yep. also about the how fucking hard he was, and how mm-hmm. much I guess Yurina wanted to kill Lieutenant Yara. It's a. It's a, it's a fun time. So, yeah, that happens. That, that was happens. an interlude. <laughs> there's, an, there's another little interlude when um, Yara arrives before the, the fight. Um, oh, yeah. Where, the, where they're still trying out. to figure out a way. And she comes out and Data's there and they've analyzed the weapons. And yeah, and they're they, all very they sharp mention, and they've got some poison. <laughs> there's there's, there's light poison that would kill you instantly if it touches you, mm-hmm. they point out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when Yara shows up, She's like talking with Data and, or she's talking with everyone. And Data's like, so Lutan, do you love him? And she's like, no, I'm just attracted to him. And I'm like, Data, are you, are you worried? Are you worried yeah. that Yar's into this dude and not you? Oh, Data getting a little bit, uh, yeah, getting a little yeah, bit a little bit of jealousy, there, buddy. A little bit jealousy in the old. Yeah. No, but it's cute because like, it's just, uh, for, for that question to come from anyone, like why Data? Because they, they they fucked <laughs> like yeah he he should he, if anything he should know the difference between love and fucking physical sort of yeah <laughs> love and fucking like love and lust like he should like logically it makes more sense to be like okay lust it's a thing fueled yeah. by you know pheromones and things love not so much he doesn't get it but he knows there's a difference like why <laughs> why Maybe. why would he bring that up now and why would he bring that up with yar when they've had a uh, you know, a little, little fucking incident in the past themselves. It's just, why would they bring it up at all? <laughs> I think I think Yara is trying to teach Ultimately. him about love. But why now? <laughs> and well, why this? Why? And why, why here? <laughs> why Data brings why anything glove? up? Why Data? Yeah, why, why, why glove? glove? Why, why glove? So many why, questions. Why poison? So many also, questions. I think it's, it's, think it's called a glaven. I think they call a it glaven. a glaven. It's like glaven. It's everyone for the, for the audience, it is a a imagine a big rusty looking glove. It's just a glove with a with your with your fingers tucked into a little weird little spike wrapped mm-hmm. in aluminium foil, mm-hmm. uh, with some more spikes sticking out of the fist, 
and you get yourself the Glaven. <laughs> and this is the weapon that they have amongst all of their collective minds, also Data and LaForge's influence uh, and suggestion, have surmised this is the best weapon to use. I don't even... <laughs> it's just a fucking glove with little poison things on the, on the tips of the spikes. It's ridiculous, everyone. Everyone... Why the glove? Why glove? Why? Why glove? I've got a note as Spike Bird Puppet. Spike Bird Puppet? That's exactly what it is. It's got a bird. It looks like some rejected, like, first take at, like, one of the things from the Dark Crystal, the the Skeksis. It looks like someone's shit attempt at making a Skeksi, but, like, covered in aluminium foil and then spray-painted gold. And then, like, that's the tool of death. It's not, it's not well designed. Uh, it's... Nothing is well designed. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> In this episode. But yes, okay, so we get that. And they, they're like, all yes. right, yeah, you're ready to fight. And I guess you're, you're lusting after Lutan. That's fine. Yeah. I don't know well, why we needed to know that, but okay. <laughs> because we've got to know she's a woman. Because she's a woman. Uh, have we not proved that enough? <laughs> Apparently not. Data yeah. knows pretty well, but Boobies. the rest of us are still, still wondering. End of a drama. Uh, Oh, yeah. good lord. Um, we did miss a bit. Data sneaks back onto the Enterprise and tells Riker that there is a plan, but we don't know what the plan yes. is because <laughs> secrets. And yep. we get the fight with the, the Spike Bird puppets. Now, uh, there's basically, Lutan announces that he's the MC in the event and he's like, hey, we will fight until there's a victor. There is no interruptions. And the fighting starts. And... What's even worse is that they're pole dancing, basically. There's poles oh that they need to God. spin around to attack. It's, oh my God. Oh my <laughs> God. Anyone, okay, so it's, it's like it's like the speed running. Has anybody seen, and there's an, a legit sport, I think it's called speed running, but it's like yeah. parkour in a stadium and it's on this kind of similar like gymnastic like like set. Like it basically looks like a couple of monkey bars thrown around like these these four beaming pole things that i think can burn you um was that i didn't realize it, they could like yeah i think they i think there's four laser something beams laser. that can hurt you right right and the laser beams are gonna fuck you up if you touch them but basically yeah it's like this weird like swing jungle gym thing and that's the that's what they're, that's the stage that's what they're fighting on and it's basically poles so they're swinging around with these shit gloves swinging at each so other one of them I have so many questions too. One, why does Yurina, why does she look like, I don't know, another uh, the fifth member or, or fourth female, third female member of like ABBA? Like she looks very Norwegian, yes. like <laughs> Norwegian performance, like sparkly disco yeah. ball. She's got a headband. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. But also like, I'm not mad. She looks great. Like <laughs> the, the actress is hard to trot, but like, She's doing a job, but like also like why just why are they like swinging at each other? So like I feel like surely this would be the moment to bring in the um, the stunt crew, right? Bring in yes. these this some gymnastics, some like crazy performance shit, like get it looking real cool. Um, but no, it's it's as awkward as it sounds. It's literally these two people swinging, um, trying spike- to swing at each other, but like <laughs> with a spike ball, spike ball yeah. fists, spike ball hand gloves. It's <laughs> it's so awkward. It's so ba- well. There's um, a reason. There's a moment when Urena like uh, Urena sh- throws like a punch, and the glove just flies off into the crowd, 
And for a moment I was like, that wasn't scripted. They left it in and they changed it. It's like, no, no, no. That's actually a, a part of the plot. But that's the oh, kind of thing that they're fighting so awkwardly yeah. that I believe that the weapon would just fly out of her hand. Yeah, yeah. And it's like this guy awkwardly catches like the glove and it's like he he just it, it's he just catches it. Like he just catches it in his lap and he's like, Oh, oh I've got this glove and then everyone's like, Stop stop the fighting, return the glove and Which Lutan, oh, Lutan, gets a, Lutan stops the fight. Yeah. And I'm gonna point out Lutan that stops the fight. He said no interruptions. Oh my god, you're right. Holy shit. He said so nothing stops state, his like, fight. Oh, was that planned then on him? Was that to do something? Oh, I guess to get, I I don't know. I don't even think the, I don't even think this was some sort of weak conspiracy. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> it was, was like made. a weak conspiracy. I think it's just Lutan being a dick. Um, but it's also, also to point out that writing. that dude just died. <laughs> the dude that hit yeah. the glove here just dies. <laughs> but he, that's the thing. It just didn't, it didn't, I mean, because I guess it touched him and scraped his belly or whatever, but I feel like yeah. he would have seen and known that and it would have been more instant. And then he just collapses like, after they return the glove it's like and then and then they stop it because someone died it's wait do they stop it there i forget or do they i think they stop it there they like like they bring him they remove the body and then they continue the fight yeah that's right oh it's it's so bad it's as awkward as it sounds when it's it's so it's just two people swinging at each other still and it's like it's just like two people you know don't really want to hit each other pretending to hit each other kind of like (laughs) yeah uh, but but yes, Hagen, Hagen's super worried that um, Urena. Oh, um, yeah. Hagen's second in command is like, Urena, be, be careful. He says something yeah. along those lines where it's like, Urena, you're in my thoughts. I'm, I'm secretly thinking. I'm secretly in love with you. I'm secretly in love with you. Things are night. I couldn't um, tell if makes- Yah was winning or not either. Uh, I don't know. I think it's one of those things you just keep going until it ends. <laughs> Yeah. Just keep watching until you hope it ends. But it God, does I like end. this episode. I guess. Uh, I just, yeah. Well, it's just, why the glove? But why it, the glove? It, it ends. It ends, everybody. It does. And guess what? Yah wins. And she Yaw taps Urena on the butt and on the back, whatever, the, the cleft of the butt. And Urena and goes, and, I, and almost, almost dies. But then is beamed they beam her up the, yeah, the, the federation Yar, have a plan and the, i think Yar just yeah. like throws herself on top of her on top of her yeah to yeah beam and them then they just up. beam away and it's like hey that's actually a, a pretty cool trick because that's what she got happened to her yeah 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 and um and i mean it's it's good because it actually allows allows them to have the final say i guess but like yeah. up until this point it's still it's still they're still hinting at the fact that Irina is dead like they're like yeah Irina oh, died yeah. but we just beamed yar straight back up because we you know you're a little bit tricksy lutan you're gonna you know take her again even if she that's wins scamp. um that's a scamp that's a little scampy lutan uh and initially he's like a bit upset about it but picard convinces him that he saw the you know the final blow concluded the fight Irina's dead so he gets mm. um Urena's wealth and land and so he's pretty chill with that he's pretty he's all right um yeah and he he allows the medical team from the enterprise to beam up oh sorry it allows the medical team from the enterprise to beam up uh oh sorry be, beam up the vaccine or beam, beam yeah down to he, get the he vaccine? gives he gives them remember. the vaccine i i figured it's like yeah. the code or something so they can actually replicate and build the vaccine themselves rather than having to come back here every single time they need a refresher Exactly, exactly. Very smart on the Federation, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, but Picard, because he's the genial, cool guy that he is, um, orders um, 
the away team to be back up and also to say goodbye to Lieutenant Hagen, beams them back up to the ship, um, and mm-hmm. they're brought to the observation lounge where, dun dun dun, Urena is alive. Um, not <laughs> not as dead as previously expected. Crusher. Yeah. No, not as dead as Lutan might have believed. Um, and but, but since Irina technically died, her marriage to Lutan is over. And this mm-hmm. is how they come up uh, come up with the loophole. Lutan's marriage is over, but she still has her wealth because she's still alive. So Lutan's yeah. struck. Lutan is upset. Lutan is confused. He's bewildered. He's raged. Um, and confuddled even um and yeah she she also Irina adds and this is what i this is what i like i feel like this is of all the things that happened in this episode that was sexist and misogynistic and awful Irina gets her shit back you know yeah she gets she gets some sort of comeuppance which is nice for her character as like the other female <laughs> she's, I, um, I do like that where she ends up being kind of in charge that she's like yeah, yeah. I get all my stuff and I'm going to choose Hagen as my first yeah, one because be- you... because and this is sweet he was calling out to her in the crowd and he was like please Yurina don't die or not to that extent but he was Pretty basically much. like Yurina don't die I am in love with you in a sexy way maybe but also uh, not in a weird not in a weird way because I'm not in a weird way where you're married uh, to my boss no not in that weird way at all but it it's nice and she's like yeah all right i'm gonna choose you because like yeah you're gonna be my first one now and mm-hmm. then and Lutan's like what and hagen's just like yeah cool man bitch this is great and just like immediately is like yep i'm i'm down let's go they, they um, step into their roles so very quickly and also yeah, that Yurina's is like so well done Yurina's like well done yeah do you still want Lutan? because i can give him to you now if you want and this is awful because like yeah it's like no and 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 first at first i was like thank god like she's acting so standoffish this is great like awesome to see her character come back a little bit and then mm-hmm. it, immediately after she's like it would never work out <laughs> like oh my god yeah. fucking hell yeah, that's <sighs> so concerned I, uh, oh, have we not oh. progressed it's like no. the, could they not give her that where she, she where she was like no i want nothing to do with him he's just some weird dude they had to have her be like nah he's still cute like, i'd still fuck Tee-hee. him Tee-hee, i'm a woman i'm a sex crazed lieutenant tajia classic yeah behavior me, but i'll fuck you Oh it's God. so bad but it's so not even bad. classic yeah behavior it's like not, in the first ep- what second episode she was like i just want gentleness and an, and a soft touch and now mm-hmm. she's like yeah i want a guy who kidnaps me that's fine too because power and shit it's like, well okay fuck, well, I, i'm gonna no i'm gonna get into <laughs> into yah's sexual psychology she wants to be desired for her and she wants to be desired yeah, for her like, achievements she- and lutan was like you are the security officer that's fucking hot i'm gonna take you and yeah. it's, it wasn't so much about her as what she looks like. It was about her achievements. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But that's still all about Lutan's ego and less about oh, yeah. her being an actual, like, decent human or, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's not great. Just, but, like, in Yar's brain, I can see exactly where she's coming from. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. All right. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll put a pinpoint in my sexual I'm, evaluation of Tasha Yar because I don't know what even stopped. That yeah, has got some issues, but, but we've she's okay. She's she's learning. She's got some issues, but only only because of how she's been exactly. Uh, 
Yes, only because of how she's written. Like predominantly, yeah, by men. I mean, I think partly because of how she was raised. Kidnapped but also... fetish Catherine. Oh, yeah, true. Um, yeah. Also, by she was raised on the rape colony. What was it? The yeah. rape planet. Oh, the my God. The rape games. Oh, my God. Let's not. The Let's rape not. Games. Oh, we're, ne- we're I'm, nearly there. I'm sorry. <laughs> we should bring up. What did we do? The, uh, the, the forewarning about how. <laughs> Star Trek um, has used the term rape gang. Yes. <laughs> to, yeah, okay, just so everybody knows, because that's a this term. We're not making this up. Thing. That's, no. that's something they mentioned. That is yeah. that is canon. That In is passing. Oh, 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 um, just casually. Oh, the planet that I grew up escaping the rape gangs. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> Lieutenant Hashiyada, poor character. Anyway, oh. uh, so, yeah, so, so everybody's yeah. fine. Everyone's Band fine. Hooray. Ones. Oh, actually. There's a great quote that um, I think Hagon says um, at the end when they're like, this is how it is. And everybody's kind of like, well, after they've, you know, organized that Lutan is now the second and Mm. Kyrena has all the wealth and Hagon is the new first. Mm. Everybody in the the observation lounge is kind of looking at them and Hagon's like, this is, this is true, like, true uh, civilization. You don't know how to be civilized. And it's like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, yeah, cool. That's, I like that, I guess. I mean, yeah, (laughs) it's like. They actually acted in accordance with it. It's like Lutan isn't like, I'm angry and I'm going to attack you. It's like, well, I made a play and I lost. Yeah. I will just yeah. do what I Lutan, do now. Yeah, exactly. He it's, I, I like how it, he just, he goes, he's a man of his word. Like he was just going by his laws and he'll still continue to do that. Uh, mm. Even if it's in, not in his favor. But yeah. I mean, I'm pretty certain um, the Urena and Hagon have him killed pretty soon after, but. They'll find a way. They'll find a way. Find you a know way. what? I'm not going to cry about it. No. no. <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> That's okay. I'll be okay with this. The talking goes like a fucking, I don't know, not, you know what? He can just die. That's fine. He can, That's I'm right. not going to anything else. I don't like him. He can die. Uh, but yeah, that, then what happens? Picard has a oh, little, there's, there's a little moment at, on the bridge. Yeah. He yeah. Goes, Picard noticed that Wesley's still on the bridge and Riker's like, oh yes, he just helped. He was helping out. Um, <laughs> and Wesley. Thank, thanks for that useless plot point uh, episode. It, yeah, thank you. That was thanks for the whole awfulness of, of that Star Trek mm. Next Generation writers from yep. the 80s. We didn't oh need it. God. We didn't want it. It exists. It um. exists. And um, <laughs> we're just going to try to take what we can from it. There was one point that can work in RPGs, which is Trial by Combat, uh, which is fun because like Dungeons combat? and Dragons is That's so. Always... Yeah, it's Dun- Dungeons and Dragons players like combat, I find. Um, so when you give them a situation where they might need to be doing the talky-talky, which is not always great for them, maybe give them a monster mm. to fight instead, or a villain, and say, hey, or have them find a solution where winning is great, but killing the other person is not great. But you, yeah, yes. that situation that basically yeah. you are in the Enterprise are in, where you've got to find a way not to kill this person, but make it seem like you've killed this person. Exactly. And they're definitely going to try See, to kill you. Yeah. Yes. So it, stuck in a position where the the outcome is favorable uh, for the antagonist, but mm. you need to find a way to make it work in your favor somehow with the death of something or like, you know, the you, in brackets death, but not quite something, something. I feel like that could that could be a cool that could be a cool thing to think yeah. to do or play around it's, with. It's a fun yeah, it's sure. a fun situation to be in. Certainly I find that as I said, the plot and that idea is really good and the execution of this episode was just so poor. It just mm. did it was <laughs> it was not fun. Yeah. You know what is fun? I think um the mm-hmm. last thing that we do every week, 
where we pick a oh. player character well we pick a character from the episode that we've just watched and say how we'd use them as a pc or an npc in a role-playing game i have managed to find one i was having a bit of trouble and that it was only this morning um before we started recording Ooh, okay. where i realized who i would pick but um mm-hmm. have you got one or should i go first i haven't even thought about it because i i honestly i don't know who i would pick so yeah, you go you tell one. me do it first. i am yeah, i'm gonna tough. pick Irina. I'm picking Irina. Ah. Uh, essentially, uh, as, a, as a player character. As a player or character. As a character. No, I Ooh. definitely as a player character because I think she is a fucking badass. Um, she is a badass. I love this idea of playing her after this situation where she's like, you know what? I've seen this space day, this spaceship now. I want to go out and explore the galaxy, and it's just yeah, super powerful warrior woman. Um, that's like, a cool that is a cool character backstory to have like I was a part of I was kind of trapped on this like you know misogynistic shitty culture place and I had to you know battle to the death to for honor you know keep yeah for honor to keep my rights and lands and then she gets beamed up by like you know a bit uh, the federation or some crew that is trying to save her and help her or like maybe trying to like yeah I'll yeah, that'd be cool. That's a cool. That's a cool little yeah. backstory. I but like the, that. The adventures yeah. of Urena would be really cool because she's already got that noble background. She's got a base of operations, which is a planet that she can return to, and then she can just like get a ship and go out exploring. She's got a little crew that work as her 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 party. Um, she's got fighting skills we've already seen. She's got this code of honor. It's like Urena mm. is a paladin. I mean, with the weird spike glove puppet. <laughs> I mean, if she ends yeah. up like doing a divine smite or something with that thing, you're going to get messed up. It doesn't matter whether it's poisoned yeah. or not. It's like Urena is is my pick. I am going with Urena. I love that pick. I think that's great. Um, just because, I, I, yeah, I really love the idea of that being a core backstory, having mm-hmm. having it be like not from a civilized technology and then moving into civilized technology, but also clashing against the culture. So she would obviously, if she wanted to, like continue on like doing her own thing in space she'd kind of have to move herself away from the whole idea that you know women are the landowners and men have the power she would have to be like no i'm in power now because fuck this situation fucked me up and i almost died because of this man's you know yeah because of this ridiculous ambition and power and yeah and because of his mental honor so fuck yeah. that i'm gonna do my own thing i love that idea i think that's great and i think that's a really clever clever use of a, of a player character or pick of a player Aww. character thank you yeah way to go jeremy way to go i have Yay. no idea honestly <laughs> i have no idea i'm just i'm not even i don't even know if i can pick one i'm gonna say Look, last last season when we were talking about gossip girl meek was picking couches uh, she was picking a coat in one episode, so don't feel limited. I, I mean, don't feel limited to the actual right. humans in the in the episode. I'm gonna go with. If you want to go to Spike go Glove Puppet, you're going with the. Yeah, glove. I'm. I'm. I'm going with a Spike Glove Puppet or the Glaven, as we've. The Glaven. <laughs> as yeah. we've, I've looked it up. It's called the Glaven. Oh my God. I'm going with a Spike um, Glove uh, Puppet, Jeremy. Um, I I think it had real real presence in this episode i think it really shone above all the other tools of death um i i'm yeah i'm i'm in i'm i admire its its metallicness its use of poison uh Mm -hmm, i think mm -hmm. it could really really (laughs) really be 
I am on board with this as well. I mean, since I've picked Jiren, whose obviously uh, favorite weapon is the spike glove puppet, the Glaven. Hey, well, meant to be. Two together. It would not be that difficult to create a weapon in most RPGs of this. It's like, it's just numbers and dice. You just go, that's my my flavor. That's my weapon. That's the thing that I use (laughs) regularly. And yes, it does poison damage. It does a lot of poison damage. Yeah, gee, the guy, like, it skimmed his belly and he died. Like, it was just like a little, like, Little, little boof and then, yeah yeah okay well yeah so he she's that's she it's she them them they are my player teamwork character. them wonderful them yeah wonderful that is what you're doing yeah a sentient glaven for the... sentient glaven baby yeah. sentient glaven Urena and sentient glaven crossing the universe together Urena and sentient glaven crossing the universe fighting with things like poison glaven <laughs> oh my god i want that that saturday morning cartoon now uh, uh, yes but in the like the old school um, oh yeah star trek style yeah yeah but for sure arena for sure. and the Claven. but like in a cool 60s kind of like, oh yeah all yeah. right i'm into it gonna have yeah. to gotta, gotta make it happen style, style, yeah. yeah that'd be cool Oh, that, okay. Well, that episode. That, that, was, that was an episode. That, that was an episode that we watched. Thank you for, for listening with us. Yeah, and thank you. Uh, I hope it saved you some time, everyone, from yeah. not watching it yourselves. I feel yeah. like this. we probably talked about it quicker than the episode actually played, right? We did that, that happened. We didn't. Uh, okay. We well. didn't. We took longer. But I think we delved into it more and we really explained why you shouldn't watch it. Uh, in, yeah, in more, I, more depth. I, I think we really, really sold the idea that this should not be watched. But, um, yeah. but yeah, we yeah. hope we hope you learned something, and we hope you still are interested in Next Generation and can see it for what we see in it, which is yes. um, which is really exciting, awesome stuff. It's just yeah, there this is, episode was stuff. a big swing and a miss. There is stuff you can take <laughs> away from it, which is why you should tune in next week yeah. when we're going to be talking about the Last Outpost, episode four of season one. Uh, you can subscribe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can subscribe <laughs> Sorry, I, on anywhere podcasts are found. Um, obviously, uh, Nia's got some some thoughts on this one, which we'll get to next I, week. I have some thoughts, some feelings, some, thoughts. some strong thoughts even about next episode. But that's okay. We'll stay with it till then. And um, and yeah, we'll, we'll go into detail, I'm sure. But yes, we will. please, we will. please, uh, please have a lovely day and, and continue on with uh, whatever it is you're doing in a peaceful and, and uh, honorific manner. Um, I, I can't it. remember. <laughs> See, I tied that in with Code of Honor. You did. That was very well done. That yeah. was very well done. Thank you. Uh, if you <laughs> want to get in touch with the podcast, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, which is dndntvpod. If you chuck in at gmail.com on the end of it, uh, that will find email as well. There is a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash dndntvpod, um, which I haven't done anything with. I'm lazy. I'll get around to it eventually. <laughs> um, <laughs> It'll happen. Uh, It'll happen. Until next time, stay safe, be kind to yourselves, and may all your hits be crits.